Welcome back to Mojo for the Modern Man. This is Ken Mossman, your host, and today I'll be speaking with Rick Bronick. This is the second half of a conversation uh, between Rick and myself. And here's a little bit about Rick. He is an author, a speaker, a coach, a webinar creator, and a facilitator. He has been a preeminent leader of men's trainings with Mankind Project for 30 years now. And he's facilitated men's personal growth workshops on five continents, 11 different countries, before thousands of men. And uh, Rick has certainly a unique window into the needs of modern men. And he's been deeply, in addition, he's been deeply involved in multicultural work for not only Mankind Project, but for other organizations as well. Rick happens to be an Amazon bestselling author. Uh, and he'll, he'll be talking about a little bit about his books in this portion of our conversation. So I won't spoil too much of the story. Um, just know that we're going to dig into a little bit more into mission. We're going to dig into a, a little bit more in terms of of purpose, multiculturalism, sitting in circles not just of men, but circles of human beings, and the deep work that Rick gets to do in those arenas. So, uh, by the way, if you haven't listened to part one of my conversation with Rick, I do suggest that you do that, uh, perhaps even before you listen to this, uh, because it'll give you some good background on Rick and uh, the conversation that he and I are about to have. So, welcome to part two of my conversation with Rick Bronick, and welcome back to Mojo for the Modern Man, and listen in. My mission is to create a passionately loving, peaceful, and just planet by speaking, writing, and leading safe, sacred, diverse healing circles. That's my, what I call my golden shadow mission. I also have a dark shadow mission. I can share that if you'd like. Yeah, please do. Because, you know, we all have that golden, beautiful, precious part of ourselves that gets repressed and hidden and denied, our beauty, our talents that we're told, you know, what, what right do you have to be brilliant or beautiful or gifted? That's what I call my golden shadow. And we also have that dark part of ourselves, the hurtful, you know, uh, scheming, you know, in the dark, I'll do this kind of shadow. I call that the dark shadow. And my dark shadow mission is to create a passionately hateful planet of isolation by withholding all that I have to offer and shaming all that you have to offer. And I got to say, Ken, I'm pretty damn good at both missions. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for, I, I, I love that you, I love that you brought that, that in, uh, surfaced it and shared it because there is, um, oh my goodness, I'm trying to remember who said it. Um, Ah, it might have been it might have been Robert Bly who talks about the um uh is it Robert Bly who talks about the flyboys? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if it's Bly or if it's um Michael Mead, one of the two. Yeah, well this whole notion that that the uh, you know if, if if all we acknowledge you know, all if all we acknowledge in in the world is our, um, you know, this this bright shiny positivity, without taking ownership of the shadow, 
full ownership of the shadow, which in, in your sharing this, you know, publicly just did a beautiful job of, but without taking ownership of that shadow, uh, we are just headed for a crash, you know, and the, and the metaphor is like Icarus uh, flying too close to the sun. We will, you know, you can't help but be destined for a hard fall. Excellent. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and what's cool about, you know, being a man of mission and a man of purpose, and I know you know this too, Ken, is once I have both of those statements in front of me, and they're not just statements, they're part of my being, then every day I get to choose which one of those am I going to live? Which one of them am I going to actuate? Because if I don't, guess what the default setting is? <laughs> yeah, it's a dark shadow mission. Absolutely. I lived like that for much of my life. You know, totally unconscious of my impact on my family, my kids, my friends, by my sarcasm and my uh, denial of impact, you know, all that wasn't me, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and I, today, most of the days I consciously choose to, to, to live in the gold, but knowing that that dark shadow is there. And then I have absolute capacity to be destructive and hurtful and damaging to myself and others. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the pieces that that I've thrown out similar similar thing is that you know until a man really owns his killer, he's untrustworthy. Oh, absolutely, I agree, a hundred percent. Yeah, and for some who are hearing that for the first time, that might sound, you know, the sound of it can be jarring, and the invitation that comes along with that is to is to really have a look, you know. Is to really have a look there with the, which is, I mean, that may be a whole conversation for another time. Um, something that you just said, uh, uh, I, I think is, is also worth underlining because as you said, uh, you mentioned before your, you, you know, your mission was baked into you and, mm -hmm. and the, uh, uh, uh you know, for those who, uh, have not yet dug into some of this work, um, or could even assume that, oh, okay, you know, he was just, he was just, he was just born with all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going here. Um, the, you know, the, the language that you brought in just a few moments ago, you know, in, in the face of the, both the, the golden, you know, the golden light shadow and the dark shadow missions mm -hmm. is the function of choice. Yes. It was a function of choice. Uh, because it, it, it uh, uh, and, and riff off of this a little bit, because to, to, to me, it can be really easy to look out at the world and see people who are doing great works. By the way, great works are not necessarily grandiose. I want to make that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to really want to make that point, particularly, particularly in this, again, in this historical moment, because we can become overwhelmed that I know I have at several more than a few moments you know, become overwhelmed and not know where to start because I, my tendency is to go to the grandiose rather than the, okay, what, what, what can I do right now? You know, what can I do in the next 15 minutes that doesn't even involve me walking out my office door? Exactly. So, so take, uh, riff on choice for a moment here. Cause it's such a key piece. Yeah. I think it goes back to responsibility, Ken. Once yep. you be, aware of that you have a choice that you know i'm not just blithely living my life with no direction that there's that there are forces at work in my life um, that can lead me to more positive outcomes more positive impact on the world or more negative outcomes and more negative impact on the world and as i said earlier once i've 
gotten clear on that and really dug into my my history and my capacity to be hurtful in certain ways that come out of my upbringing and my teaching and my conditioning, and also to be brilliant in ways that came out of my conditioning and my teaching. Um, uh, then I get the choice to decide what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. And what I find, Ken, is when I do things in alignment with my mission, when I ask myself, is this going to give me a chance to create a more passionately loving planet? Is this going to give me a chance to, to teach diverse healing circles that are sacred? The answer is yes. I can enthusiastically dive into that, make the choice to do that activity, like sit with you today and have this, this, this beautiful podcast talk, um, or, or not. And I say no now to a lot more things than I used to because mm. I know they don't align with my mission and they're going to exhaust me instead of energize me. Yeah, that's a great, uh, <laughs> if you're looking for, uh, if, if you're looking for an indicator that you're on, on the path, uh, you just pointed to, uh, uh a great one, which is, uh, is what you're doing life giving or is it life diminishing? And that doesn't, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean the life out there. It's also, it's vitally important to look at oneself and say, ah, you know, is what I have, is what I have on my to-do list today, life giving or is it life diminishing? You know, is that a, is that a pattern? It's a beautiful question. Yeah. So, I'm noticing time here and I want to make sure because you are up to a lot of cool stuff and uh, share a little bit about, you mentioned Mankind Project. I know you you run circles. Uh, you don't just run in men's circles. Um, you shared a little bit about with me when we were setting up the call about uh, how the what started as a men's circle changed. Um, but share a little bit about you know some of the specifics about the work that you're doing, and of course, I'll, I'll remind you if if we don't get this in there, uh, how people can get in touch with you. But start with start with um, some of the cool stuff, maybe some book titles, all of it. I know there's a lot. <laughs> I love the judgment that it's cool stuff, Ken. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mentioned before that uh, I'm a writer. Well, if you want to share the stuff that's dull and boring and not cool, you can share that too. But that might be another conversation. Podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, as I mentioned before, I have two books out there. Um, both are self-published, and they're available on Amazon, and they're available on Kindle, uh, and they're also available on Audible. Uh, one of them is entitled uh, "A Passionate Life: Seven Steps for Reclaiming Your Passion, Purpose, and Joy." Um, that comes out of my own journey. It's filled with stories of men and women I've worked with, and my own stories about my own life how I rekindled, reclaimed my passion uh, and purpose and found my joy in the midst of some pretty dark stuff going on in my life at the time. Uh, the second book uh, that I published is called The Seven Generation Story, An Incentive to Heal Yourself, Your Family, and the Planet. And that takes a look at a lot of this multicultural stuff that you and I have been talking about um, Part of my background is that I'm uh, one-eighth uh, Native American. I'm one-eighth Cherokee. And I didn't know that. It was hidden from my, me from my family because of a lot of shame about how Native peoples were treated back in the, around the turn of the century in the early 1900s. And when I discovered it, 
I was feeling pretty upset about it. And I, and I started diving into some of my own history and learning about my people. Uh, and I, I never lived on the reservation. I don't claim Native American status at all. But I know that it's part of my, my DNA. And part of that DNA is the seven generations story, which you've probably heard. Um, it's, it's commonly shared in men's circles about the things that you do don't just impact you. They impact your family and the wider community and perhaps the planet and not just this generation, but seven generations into the future. So that's children, grandchildren, and so forth. And this is a woo-woo part, seven generations into the past. Mm -hmm. So I began to study that and look at that and wow, it led me into a very, very deep uh, search in my own life. I started uh, looking at uh, how changes in my life were impacting my kids, how I parented differently. Uh, changes in my life impacted my parents, my father in particular, noticed that I was changing by doing this crazy men's work and, and was like really interested in what's going on for you. And that opened up conversations with my parents and my grandparents. Um, and I began to do a, a branch of healing work called family constellation therapy, mm. which looks at how each of us can carry sort of generational, intergenerational stuff for our families. So you may notice my, my family, for example, has a long history of alcoholism, drug abuse, sexual abuse, um, and many, many mental illness. A deep, deep, deep uh, theme of mental illness runs through my family. Uh, and I realized that I was a carrier and I could continue to carry that unconsciously and pass it on to my kids and my grandkids, or I could do the work around it uh, using lots of tools, including family constellation therapy and change that system to stop it. Say it ends here. There will be no more alcoholism and drug abuse. I will not dive into that. I will not pass it on to my kids to the best of my ability. Um, I will do my work around my emotional, um, uh, status so that I stay as emotionally healthy as possible and psychologically healthy as possible and so forth. And I've seen those results in my, in my own family, my kids and my grandkids. And again, it's, it's moving. So that's what the second book is about. Um, it's got kind of a long title, but I wanted it to be descriptive. I have a third book that I wrote with a co-author, a dear friend named Leonard Jimchak. Uh, Leonard and I uh, share uh, uh, a weekly circle together. I'll talk more about that in a moment. This book is entitled Power Tools for Men, A Guide to Help Men uh, Survive and Find Their Purpose. That's the working title. And out of that book, which we wrote together, which is not yet published, comes a series of nine webinars, also entitled Power Tools for Men, where we speak about very powerful, beautiful, and simple tools that men can employ in their lives to wake up, find their mission, find their multicultural awareness, find their authenticity, dive into their spirituality, dive into their sexuality, uh, find community and connection. Um, and there's other things as well. Um, that set of webinars is available uh, soon. It's not quite done yet. It will be very, very shortly. Uh, there's like seven of them in the can and we got a couple more to go. Kind of like your podcast, man. 
and very excited to get him out there and uh, and have this uh, resource for men to turn to in this time of COVID and this time of racial unrest to uh, help maybe guide men, give them some tools and some awarenesses that will help them navigate the world in a better way. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. I, I'm also a blogger. I blog for the Good Men Project on occasion, uh, and I have my own uh, blog on my website. Um, so I'm involved with uh, quite a bit right now. Um, and during this time in our lives, you too, I know, is are very busy because of our missions require us to be. There's so much going on. Um, you mentioned the uh, a men's circle that I've been. I've been nonstop in men's circles for over 30 years now. Treme- tremendously changed my life. I continue to go every week. And the circle that I'm in here in San Diego is actually all gender circle. So it includes men. It includes women. About 40% of our participants are female. It includes people who identify as non-binary or transgendered if they so choose to come. Uh, and it's an incredibly juicy circle, incredibly powerful. Um, and I realized after 25 years of working with only men in men's circles that it was, I really needed that female aspect, both in terms of uh, dealing with my sexism and my patriarchal tendencies, but more importantly, perhaps to, to have a mirror for the my inner feminine energy, which many of us denigrate, many of us push aside and uh, deny, put it into shadow, in other words. And it's right. been hugely healing for me to do that work. And I absolutely love and adore that circle. We take turns leading, a man will lead one week, a woman will lead another week, a trans person will lead one week. And uh, we dive deeply. We've been doing it on Zoom in the last few months, and it hasn't skipped a beat. And I'm amazed at how deep the work can be when we go into breakout rooms and we break into small groups. There's between 20 and 30 men and women who come every week. It's a lot of people. So we check in and we create some safe containers. And then we break into small groups of about four to five people where we can really dive in and support each other in growing and becoming more conscious. A great list of things that you are up to and involved with, Rick. <laughs> And they're and 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 in my opinion, they're cool. So, um, <laughs> so how can people get in touch with you? Uh, give, give us your website, and how can people get sure. in touch with you? Sure, my uh, the website that uh, that I share with my friend Leonard is uh, www.powertoolsformen.org. Org. We have a Facebook page, which is simply Power Tools for Men as well. Um, you can find us there. We have a great Facebook page. Um, you can, uh, let's see, what else do I want to share? Um, look for my blogs on uh, the Good Men Project, which is the largest online men's community in the world. Over 2 million men uh, are participate in that, and it's international, and that's pretty exciting. Um, and you can catch me at my email, which is r. Bronick, B-R-O-N-I-E-C, at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear from uh, men that listen to this podcast. If there's some women out there that anybody's interested in how do you do co-gender circles well, or all gender circles well, or 
Um, how do you d- dive into your intergenerational pain and, and stop that stuff? Uh, or how do you find your passion, purpose, and joy? Boy, I'd love to have conversations with anyone. Ken. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. So just to repeat those uh, uh, URLs, powertoolsformen.org.org. Uh, and Rick mentioned the Good Men Project and uh, your email, Rick, R. B-R-O-N as in Nancy, I-E-C as in cat, at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with Rick. Rick, thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, I don't think I'm stretching it to say we could probably do eight or nine of these and not run out of good material. So <laughs> thank you so much. It's been a, a delight and I dare I say an, uh, an honor to, to, to speak with you today. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very kind. It's been a joy to hang with you too, Ken. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me and my guest Rick Bronick here on Mojo for the Modern Man. And just to repeat information on where to find out more about Rick's good work and to get in touch with him, his website, powertoolsformen.org. That's powertoolsformen.org. And you can find his Facebook page, uh, it's by the same name, Facebook page is the same name, Power Tools for Men. You can also read some of his writings uh, on the Good Men Project website. And of course, you can seek out his books. And if you want to reach out to Rick personally via email, R B R O N I E C, that's rbronick at gmail.com. And if you want to reach out to me, you can do so at my website, cirrusleadership.com, C-I-R-R-U-S leadership.com. You can reach out to me via email at ken at cirruscoaching.com. That's ken at C-I-R-R-U-S coaching.com. And uh, I invite you, if you haven't yet, to subscribe to this podcast on whatever your favorite podcast service is. And also, when you visit my my website, please do subscribe to my newsletter, poke around, check out the classes, uh, and uh, do reach out to me. Thank you so much for joining me on Mojo for the Modern Man, and I look forward to seeing you in another week for our next episode. Take care.